Welcome to General Conference. Press on. Hold fast. Heed not. If we want to find balance in life, and if we want the Savior to lift us heavenward, then our commitment to Him and His gospel can't be casual or occasional. You're stronger than you think. Help is available from others and especially from God. You are loved and valued and needed. We need you. Fear not and believe only. When the storms in life come, you can be steady because you are standing on the rock of your faith in Jesus Christ. We have never needed positive spiritual momentum more than we do now to counteract the speed with which evil and the darker signs of times are intensifying. The kingdom of glory we receive in the final judgment is determined by the laws we chose to abide in our Heavenly Father's loving plan. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to General Conference Review, the podcast all about what the prophets, seers, and revelators of these last days share at General Conference. And we ask the important question, how have we taken what we have heard in General Conference and applied those principles into our lives? Uh, welcome back to General Conference Review. I'm your co-host, Kevin Beamer, and here with today is todd bruce hey todd how's it going great kevin how you doing i'm doing i'm doing fantastic it's good to hear good to hear Life's good. we've got some nice weather even though it's getting colder but it's good <clears throat> october in canada can be miserable but it's been pretty nice the last few weeks i'm pretty happy with it myself yeah it, it has been pretty nice uh today we're over the talk, Helping the Poor and Distressed, given by President Dallin H. Oaks, the first counselor in the first presidency at the conference. And this was the first talk of the conference. So we're pretty excited to get at it. Um, one thing, last our last podcast, we did it so quick that Todd uh, listened to the talks on YouTube and wrote out the talks. It's much simpler using the Gospel Library. You did a fantastic job, Todd, but it's much simpler using the gospel library. I, now that I, my cross-references weren't on point. Uh, my punctuation <laughs> wasn't quite there, but uh, we, did, we, we worked with what we had. It was it was perfect. Great, but it is nice, yeah. and we can go it through and very, highlight it. It's great. I'm very grateful for all the hardworking souls who do all this for us. Yeah. In very quick fashion, quick. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. So this talk by... President Oaks, which once again was the first talk of conference. Uh, it's a talk about pretty much what good the church does in the world, as well as that the church can't. And there's a lot of other good organizations, good people out there that are doing good, and we should also help do good in those situations. There's sort of a talk, part of the talk goes about how you can do good without waiting for the church to do good. Just get involved, just get engaged, and we'll get there. And <clears throat> overall, though, that's sort of the, the, the vibe I get from this talk. And a talk like this, it's, 
kind of, it almost feels like boasting in some of it, <clears throat> which uh, definitely we're not trying to boast, right? There's big numbers thrown out of $906 million uh, that the church donated to over 188 countries last year in 2021. But that's not what we're focusing on with this talk. And we're going to get into that as we go through some, some of the good uh, <clears throat> highlights of it. But when I get get a talk like this, and I'm going through it, uh, I like to look at what is the purpose of this talk, right? This is the very first talk of the conference on jokes, and what is the main theme that he's trying to get across? I think we're going to get into it with the first part that you're going to read for us. So you want to just start there, Todd? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, I just want to add that, that to, to, to follow up on your point, um, it's very easy for us to listen to a talk like this, uh, give ourselves a good pat on the back saying, this is an organization that I'm associated with. I pay tithing to it. Look at all the good mm -hmm. we're doing. Uh, and then kind of close the book and say, I'm done. Look at, look at all, look at all we did. Yeah. Uh, but that we're not, as we dig into this here, we're going to, we're going to learn more about it and see that there, there, there is more expected of us. Um, uh, as as is want in the gospel and, and in the plan of salvation, that there's always an opportunity for growth. So uh, he shares a, a, a revelation that was given in 1831. Uh, it reads, Behold, it is not meet that I should command, the, command in all things, for he that is compelled in all things, the same is a slothful and not a wise servant. Verily I say, men should be anxiously engaged in a good cause, and do many things of their own free will, and bring to pass much righteousness. For the power is in them, wherein they are agents unto themselves. And inasmuch as men do good, they shall in no wise lose their reward. And uh, I thought, to me, this whole talk can kind of come down to that. Like, mm -hmm. um, this this part where it talks about, uh, and do many things of their own free will. We spoke about it la last time with uh, President Nelson. Uh, and how he said we need to prepare to meet Jesus Christ, and I'm mm -hmm. and I often will say when I talk with the youth that they ask, how can I tell the difference between the Holy Ghost and my own thoughts? And I said, if it's a good thought, whether it comes from the Holy Ghost to yourself, you should do it, uh, because either a it's coming from the Holy Ghost, or hey, you had a great thought, and you should do that. You're becoming more like our heavenly parents, mm -hmm. and if we're exercising our own free will to do something good then we're becoming who we're intended to be. Um, and I like that. I like that thought that, that I wasn't compelled to do this thing. I just did it because I wanted to, I wasn't seeking any glory. I wasn't seeking any, uh, attention. Uh, nobody knows this is something I did. Um, and I feel good about what I did. That person benefited from it and I'm just, I'm good with it. And I like the idea that I'm becoming more like my heavenly parents. That's great. Uh, and just before I start a comment, a thought that I have on this, I just want to make sure when Todd and I are doing this, by no means do we ever want you to feel that we're like picking on you or, or telling you as you're listening that you're not good enough. Uh, just so don't, I hope you never feel that way. However, <laughs> if I have to say that, that's probably not good. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're, you're, you're coming up with a big butt here. Uh, in this talk, I really like this because this is how I have been throughout my life, right? Oh, the church does all these things. I'm set. I, 
this is an honest thought that I've had a lot. Oh, I oh, pay yeah. my tithing. I pay my fast offerings. I'm good. I'm done. I do my calling. <clears throat> I've, I'm doing everything that I need to be doing. And I'm good to go. So I like that he starts off with, hey, this is the churches. I and then jumps into this scripture and says, however, you should be anxiously engaged in a good cause and do many things of their your own free will. Yeah. So it's great yeah, that the church is doing this, but you should also be doing good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, and, like and to echo that, I think that uh, as the natural man or as people, we're so, well, in, in the gospel especially, the gospel keeps us so busy. The church keeps mm -hmm. us so busy with all our callings and mm -hmm. all our requirements and our kids and all the things. It's hard to add anything extra. So there's the the there's the desire or the the maybe a, a habit of falling into uh, being complacent and just saying my church service is enough. Yeah. And your church service is great. It's wonderful. My church service is great. It's wonderful. But is there anything else we can do outside of the church? Are there people who could mm -hmm. benefit outside of the church? You know, like I'm, I'm not the bishop of my ward. I'm the bishop of my valley. And, and that includes every person that lives in it. So if there are people who could benefit uh, from my service, I should be seeking them out as well, not just the members uh, in my congregation. Uh, well, and, and it's hard because I'm busy with yeah. my congregation. Yeah, but but also you're not just a bishop; you're a functioning member of society. You're a child of yeah. Whether, no matter what your calling is, and I think this is just trying to say, hey, <laughs> yeah. Um, go, sometimes go ahead and we do just, good. That's right. Go do good. I like that. Yeah, and that sort of leads into this next spot that I want to read couple paragraphs down, <clears throat> uh, Pre President Oak said, despite as directly, most humanitarian service to the children of God worldwide is carried out by persons and organizations having no formal connection with our church. As one of our apostles observed, God is using more than one people for the accomplishment of his great and marvelous work. It is too vast, too arduous for any one people. As members of the restored church, we need to be more aware and more appreciative of the service of others. I really like this because obviously this talk resonated with me as I'm talking. I'm like, a lot of this sounds like me sometimes. And I remember, especially in my younger years, like, uh, yeah, our church is so good. Well, like that sort of thought process. Um, <clears throat> and not being appreciative of all the work and service that others do. And there's a yeah, lot we of work. In we discount it because of our differences, which is yeah. uh, totally, uh, you know, a tool of Satan, of Satan trying to convince us that their efforts are not valid because they're coming at mm -hmm. it from a different direction or a different whatever. But they aren't. Yeah. They're coming at no. it from the direction they know how, using using the the inspiration and the gifts that they have at their disposal. And yeah that's often a heck of a lot more than we're putting forth. Oh, for Personally, sure. And it, not, not and even just, yeah, completely. And there's a lot of good people with any church and do a lot of yeah. good in the world. And we need to be more appreciative of that, of saying, Hey, thank you. know, this is great. I'm so grateful that you're 
taking time out of your life to help others. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, we're going to get into some examples here, but it, it, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many wonderful people out there that we, we discount. I had this conversation with a coworker the other day about, about, uh, you know, my beliefs. And they said, well, do you, do you listen to any teachings outside of your beliefs? Cause I was explaining general conference. And I said, I said, I, I try to focus on the scriptures and the, and the teachings that are from the church. However, I do listen to other pastors, other sermons, other, um, you know, Christian music. Uh, mm -hmm. I listen to inspirational speeches that aren't even are non-denominational. And I said, I, if I can find light anywhere, I will seek it out. Uh, and if it's something that will benefit me to help me to be better, mm -hmm. I will seek it out. I don't try and limit myself to this one thing. And I think, um, you know, I, I think in the context of service and helping others, uh, that's our, should be our approach. There, anybody can yeah. help. Anybody can serve. We don't discount people. Yep. because they're tattooed or have piercings or uh, they, they, they're, they're, non, they're not even Christian or whatever. It just shouldn't matter. None of that should matter. It should be our willingness to serve. And that yeah. should be, uh, and I, yeah, anyway, we can go on multiple tangents down that road. But Well, and that reminds me of during COVID, I had a, a friend who's a pastor on social media because COVID was happening in its deepest throes. Uh, and we were quarantining, etc. And he dark, did a the couple. Dark ages. Yeah, he did a couple sermons just on social media, just small ones. And I remember watching one, which was not something I would normally have done because I wouldn't have been, uh, just wouldn't have seen him do a sermon. <clears throat> and I remember watching one, and it just blew my mind. Some of the, you know, insights that he had on Christ and some of the things. And I remember just being absolutely blown away. And this is someone has nothing to do with their church, Christian, yeah. but like completely nothing to do with their church and how appreciative I was of that. But yeah. maybe 10 years ago, I would have been like, hmm, I'm not even going to bother. <clears throat> yeah, so I think I'm we would have discounted. Growing time. <laughs> it's good. Uh, years ago, I think Jamie and I had a Easter. It was, you know, again, the, the dark, day, dark days of COVID. We had some Easter function we were going to do online uh, we're going to do an easter lesson and we were talking about it outside on our deck and our neighbor happened to walk past and our neighbor is a youth pastor at the mountainside community church a oh, baptist cool. affiliated church and and so we're talking about it and we could tell he's trying to listen in and i said jesse what you know like help us out here i said i'm you know you, you know i'm a bishop and you, you know like i i'm an electrician that's what i do i said so i'm not a i'm not a pastor and I said, I, I, I've read the Bible multiple times. We're still learning and growing, but you know, help me out with these couple of points that we're, we're, we're trying to figure out the timeline. And anyway, he was willing to help and contributed. And I'm sure he was like, you yokel, you don't even know. Your whole church is based around this guy and you don't even know. But, but we can learn from one another, whether it's service, whether it's yeah. doctrine, whether it's whatever. Yeah, uh, it's there. That's uh, and that's one, one thing I've appreciated here with the church, like he, he, he ex explains some of the groups uh, that, we, that the church has been affiliated with, and he lists United Nations World Food Program, uh, Red Cross, Red Crescent, <clears throat> Catholic Relief Services, uh, Muslim Aid, Water for People, Israel Aid, 
Uh, and he says, these organizations have taught us much about world-class relief. And he adds, uh, all, uh, all this is part of God's work for his children. Uh, all these relief efforts and all these efforts that are made. And, uh, you know, there's no reason why we should silo ourselves off into our own little sphere and only try and help what we do what we can do. If we work together, we're that much more efficient and effective. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he continues. And I like this. This kind of illustrates our point that everyone mm. can bring forth goodness <clears throat> and bring forth light into the world. He says, modern revelation teaches that our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. By this, all the children of God are enlightened to serve him and one another to the best of their knowledge and ability. It, it shows right there. We all have the light of Christ. And we all have desire to love and serve one another. And some people act on that and some people don't. And that's, you know, not for us to judge, but we can certainly benefit from leaning more towards being willing to serve. Yeah, I really like this. Because uh, it talks about something that I believe a lot of religions sometimes do is uh, we believe we're the correct religion or whatever that is. And we believe that, you know, God's for us. Right. And you hear it through yeah. like the children of Israel, they were blessed people, God, covenant people. Uh, <laughs> but this is sort of saying, no, no, no. We don't have dibs on Christ or God. Yeah. He's for everyone. But we, we don't just exclusively get to be to say that we've been influenced by Jesus Christ and his light because we're members of a specific church or congregation. Uh, this is it's for everyone. For all of God's children. <clears throat> yeah. And and this it's not discounting the the covenants and the ordinances and the, and the priesthood power that the church of Jesus Christ uh, has, but it yep. also uh, gives space for other religions to um, have partial truths and have partial and have, have access to the savior and access to the Holy spirit yeah. and, and be able to do good and, and help one another. Like, um, yeah, I think it's a total mistake to discount others. Uh, mm -hmm. Other religions, other other faith groups, other uh, charitable organizations, and other people, uh, whether they're serving or not, um, just because yeah. they they don't believe the same way we do. That's a very dangerous game to get into. Yeah, and it's okay if other groups and stuff aren't perfect because we're sure not. Yeah, we're learning and growing. We, so it's okay. That's okay. <clears throat> uh, he then goes through a couple examples, and I'm just going to read one straight out of the talk. Uh, he says, 10 years ago, the Kandaris, a Sikh husband and wife in the United Arab Emirates, personally launched a remarkable effort to feed the hungry. Through the Guru Nanak Darbar Sikh temple, they are currently serving over 30,000 vegetarian meals every weekend to anyone who enters their doors, regardless of religion or race. Dr. Kandari explains... We believe that all are one. We are children of one God, and we are here to humanity. This is mind-blowing to me, and I know this happens all over the world. <clears throat> but just, you know, uh, husband and wife, just we're going to do something. We see a need somewhere, we're going to do something. That it's become 30,000 
meals every weekend. That's crazy. That's, that's <laughs> staggering to me because I I help serve fifty meals to youth or hundred hundred <laughs> youth at a youth state youth conference and I'm I'm wiped. I'm like, oh man, that was the <laughs> hardest thing I did all weekend. Yeah, almost as tough as getting out of bed. I know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's insane. And uh, what an awesome, what an awesome thing for them to do. Ten years ago, they personally launched a remarkable effort. Uh, that doesn't tell me that they had some giant windfall of money. That mm-hmm. they were like, hey, let's just go do this thing at no expense, no no personal expense or costs or ourselves. They went in personally. Um, yeah, I like they didn't this. wait for someone else. Yeah, and they just did it. They they, filled, it. they saw a need and they filled a need. Yeah. Uh, I like this one uh, by, uh, I don't want to discount Dr. Zahar Sahul, uh, the second example, but I'm going to jump to the third one, uh, Mr. Gabriel. Uh, it reads, many unselfish children of God are involved in teaching efforts, also worldwide. A good example known to us through our humanitarian efforts is the activity of a man known as Mr. Gabriel who has been a refugee from various conflicts on several occasions. He recently observed that hundreds of thousands of refugee children in East Africa needed help to keep their hopes alive and their minds active. He organized other teachers in the refugee population into what they called tree schools, where children were gathered for lessons under the shade of a tree. He did not wait for others to organize or direct, but personally led efforts that have, been, that have provided learning opportunities for thousands of primary school children during stressful years of displacement. Um, I, you know, we're fairly privileged living where we live mm-hmm. uh, and not having to experience some of these very difficult things uh, that they've experienced in the United Arab Emirates uh, or uh, I guess Dr. Zahir, Zahir Sahul uh, was helping with the Syrian war and then this other one in Africa with all the all the refugees. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot imagine what that would do to my children, uh, and and affecting their ability to learn and grow and become better, and become uh, engaged, and 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 yeah, I just I just it wrinkles my brain. So to and this one seems like it wouldn't have cost very much. It just is time and mm-hmm. love. And, and and again, seeing a need, filling a need, and just loving them enough to, to, to organize it. And not waiting for someone else, not saying, hey, because I've done this. I've also had lots of friends do this. You know what would help is if this happened. Okay, we'll yeah. do it. Well, uh, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that interested in solving sure, problems. Yeah, when I get some time, I will certainly yeah. jump out there. Yeah, I could solve the world's problems by doing da, 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 da. no, 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 no. I, I'm not interested in doing it myself. Uh, yeah. So I love, I love these wonderful examples of just doing good, like not waiting, just saying there's a need in this last case of these tree schools. We've got a whole bunch of refugee children. We have some teachers here. We can hang out under a tree and teach them. Like what a cool, simple thing. That didn't well, need and, to be organized by the church. <laughs> yeah. And this poor Dr. Gabriel, well, not poor, I should say, uh, but he's gone through several or various conflicts on several occasions. Yeah. Um, so he's seen a lot of rough things and to still have a desire to serve and help and, 
and be a difference maker in people's mm-hmm. lives uh, is, is, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's very uh, inspiring to try to try and be better where, where I can be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then leads to the last couple, the last quote I wanted to read um, <clears throat> pretty much at the end of the talk here. Other charitable activities our members support by their voluntary don- donations and efforts are too numerous to list. But just mentioning these few will suggest their variety and importance. Combating racism and other prejudices, researching how to prevent and cure diseases, helping the disabled, supporting music organizations, and improving the moral and physical environment for all. <clears throat> all of the humanitarian efforts of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints seek to follow the example of a righteous people described in the Book of Mormon. And thus, in their prosperous circumstances, they did not send away any who were naked, or that were hungry, or that were athirst, or that were sick. And they were liberal to all, both old and young, both bond and free, both male and female, whether out of the church or in the church. <clears throat> I think this encapsulates, encapsulates <laughs> uh, exactly the purpose of this talk by President Oaks. The very first talk of conference, kind of a big stage, right? And he's saying, we need to act like this people from Alma. That did not send away those that were angry and were liberal to all. <laughs> Usually not a descriptor, descriptor of members of our church. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, liberal to all whether even they're in the church or not in the church i think that's a good thing for us to sort of take a look and say hey in my community what am i actually doing or am i just saying i pay my i pay my fast offering i've done my job because that's usually what i say recently uh we did a food bank drive that was organized by our church in the community that I live in. And it hadn't wasn't something that had been done recently. And it was pretty simple. We dropped off a little note with a bag to fill uh, sort of the week before. And then the next week we drove around houses and those that were uh, putting out food had put food in these bags and left it on the front step. <clears throat> so people didn't even have to interact thing we just drove around and picked up the bags and we did a lot of food we brought in a lot of food and the reason we did it in the time that we did it in the end of april was because the food bank had said there's a need at that specific time where donations sort of get less it also given some crazy stats about how much uh food bank usage had gone up over the covid time frame oh yeah so this was great <clears throat> Our, some of our leaders from Relief Society and Elders Quorum had started as the Elders Quorum president and was part of going through this process. But as great as that was, that was lovely. I was really grateful to be a part of that. That didn't mean that I don't have to do anything else for the rest of the year or that once a year, since I do a food bank drive, it's okay for me to not reach out. If there are people in my community that need our goal is to get there. We're not there. I am not there. So if you're listening to this thinking that I'm doing any of this, uh, you are mistaken. And I apologize if I've led you on. 
But I think President Oaks is saying, we try to get there. And that's what I took from this talk. <clears throat> and I, I would add, uh, we don't have to do everything. Yes. I, I, you know, look at one thing, one thing a month. Is there mm -hmm. one thing a month we can go and do? Can we go serve, you know, work in a soup kitchen? Can we go, you know, donate clothes to the, to the Salvation Army or the, you know, you name it. I don't know. There's, there's eyeglass drives all the, all, all the time. There's, there's, there's so mm -hmm. many different things. There's shoe boxes you can send to, to, to places. There's so many different things to get organized in. Mm -hmm. And um, in our, again, in our area of the world, we're very blessed and very lucky to uh, live the lives we live. And uh, as stated here, um, oh, I'm going to lose it now. I scrolled away from where I was. We're, you know, we shouldn't have to wait to be commanded. Uh, we should... Um, we should be anxiously engaged in a good cause uh, and do many things of our own free will and bring to pass much right, righteousness. Uh, wherefore, wherein we are an agent unto ourselves, inasmuch as men do good, they shall no wise, uh, unless we do good. That's kind of the risk we run if we don't do anything. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that we will be, I've been pondering a lot uh, since General Conference and previous to General Conference that we are preparing to uh, meet the savior, whether in this life or the next. And, and we're gonna, you know, are we righteous stewards of the time and the, and the circumstances, which with which we were born into and an opportunity to serve of our own free will uh, is, is before us. And I think mm -hmm. it will, we don't do it so that we can, you know, make it to the celestial kingdom in the end. We do it because we want to help one another and we've been asked to help one another. And I think if we can get ourselves to that stage and that state, we're becoming more like our heavenly parents, like I, like I talked about in the opening. And it was a, it was, a, this was a good talk. Sorry, Kevin. No, no, you're doing great. <laughs> I was just going to oh, say, was... just, just to reiterate what you'd said is, uh, I'm not saying you should do everything. President Oaks is not saying yeah. you should do everything. That's but right. maybe we could find an hour a month to do something. That's right. And it, it, like you said, it could be super small. Uh, oh, I don't. There was a wonderful example from someone who gave a talk about going up to a homeless person and rather than just giving them money, they just sat and talked to them for like 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, yeah. and just listened to them. And how powerful that was for both sides. Um, because it's a pretty lonely gig. It's a pretty lonely life. Well, that that doesn't take long, you know. Right? Like, there's these these little things. I'm not saying to do that either. So, <laughs> I'm just as an example. That's a pretty impactful thing that takes up half an hour once a month if you wanted to. Well, and and even you know asking. You know, the ministering is a, it's a very church-centric thing, but sure. we can also minister to people who aren't members of the church. And yeah. we, can, we can legitimately ask people, how are you doing with mm -hmm. actual concern and care about how they're doing and yeah. not just that, hey, hey, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, you know, and then, yeah. and then not really listen, but just actually put the time yeah. in and the effort into 
to caring about them. Um, you know, just it's little things we can be doing that make the world a better place and a more uh, charitable and loving place. And we shouldn't have to wait for a reminder. Uh, I know yeah. President Oaks, he's, he does not pull punches. And I felt mm -hmm. like this talk was a gentle nudge yeah, yeah. compared to some of his other talks that he's given. Yeah. And, uh, and, and hopefully uh, a little goal that I can set is to, to, to try and be a little better and look for those opportunities to serve and not wait for, you know, the gut punch to try and remind yeah. me to, to do the things I should be wanting to do on my own. This, as you were speaking about ministering to others, I had a thought just about a couple of weeks ago. I, I was like, oh, I should message someone and just check up on them. And I was going to text, hey, I haven't heard from you for a while. Or, you know, I just thought I'd reach out because I haven't talked to you in a while. And then I thought, reach out to me either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna message them. Which to me is the exact opposite of what President Oaks is trying to say. He said, Yeah, it doesn't matter what someone else is doing. What matters is what you're doing. And are you trying to be Christ-like? And I bear testimony that as we take this next step to try to be Christ-like and reach out and become anxiously engaged in good, that we will be blessed. But also, don't try to do it all. Bit by bit, step by step. And I leave that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Give us a like, follow, or rating wherever you consume podcasts. Or come find us on Instagram or spiritualcrusade.com. We hope you're uplifted by this general conference review. Don't forget to review and study the words of the prophets and apostles, and we challenge you to find something from these talks which speaks to your soul and helps you to find meaningful growth and draw closer to our Savior.